The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello everybody, um, and welcome to today's Sunday Q&A. Um, this week, we did the video on what's the best band to buy, and it got a lot of comments. It's understandable that it is going to get a lot of comments. Um, before we go into it, this week's question of the week is from Wazali, and he says, how much can you expect to earn with your own truck in net monthly with hiring a driver and driving it yourself on the HX? I might try and answer that one. To be honest with you, I don't think I'm the best person to ask <laughs> on the grounds that it kind of didn't go according to plan for me. But um, maybe if the wise guys want to stick something out there and I might take your opinions and maybe that way I can give the guy an answer. But we'll see. But, um, yeah, so, um, but, just write down with timestamps because there's been a lot on the van. So this one is best van. Um, now, what I'm going to do, you know, like I do with the videos, you get the little timestamp dots underneath. They kind of tried my best to put it in the categories. So if you don't want to go through the whole thing, because it might take a little while, you can go, no, I just want to know about Renaults. No, I just want to know about Toyotas. No, I just want to know about, and you, I'll do a little thing at the bottom, and you can go, you can zoom along to where you want. The thing is, a lot of the comments cross over. So you get a comment about that's mainly about sprinters. That, oh, and by the way, I think it's about transit. So you might have to watch the whole thing. I didn't. I didn't do it that way. That's the way it comes about. So we're on best van. This video was for Shiddy. He said, "Thanks, Pete, for your reply." So sprinters are best. Now you've got to bear in mind that, in my opinion, I still think sprinters are best. But it is only my opinion, and my opinion, as I've said before, is um, largely wrong. Um, or at least massively erroneous, which is why we do this so you guys can comment and hopefully whoever wants the van can read between the lines. Because Shitty also goes on and says, Hi Pete, most Lutons, do these, most Lutons come already with converted on both sides? If I buy one, how am I supposed to strap the pallets to ratchet straps, with ratchet straps? No, they don't. If you buy a new one, you can ask for whatever you want. Um, most Lutons you tend to get second hand tend to be box Lutons and they tend to be ex-hire vans. You know, like, you know, yeah, like, you know, sort of people use for like removals and stuff like that. You can get them converted yourself and you can have rings put on the bottom. And that's how you, if you had a double curtain side, you'd strap on the rings or you'd strap underneath the bed. We might have to do a video on that. Um, but yeah, we come to that one. So, and um, finally, as Howard Tennant says, your personal experience might be vast. It's not vast. It's not vast and it's largely wrong. Um, but it is of no value to anyone else unless it comes with data. Exactly. So, 
This is what you had to say about your vans. And it's it's wide ranging. So we'll start with Renault. Which bizarrely actually gets quite a good review. Dale Steele said, reliability between Sprinter and Renault Master. See how many see how many on very high miles. See how many it means there's a lot on high miles. I've only had sprinters and never had any issues. Stay away from big French vans apart from Renault. Um Sharon Molina says, I drive a, a Renault Master all the time. The company I work for has four ranges from 2015 to 2018. Three of them have low loader box bodies on them. The 2017 mainly has 430,000 miles on it. That's a lot of miles for a van. They tend to go wrong around, if you love the sprinters, tend to go wrong around 300,000. Don't get me wrong, that might have had new engine, new gearbox, new what have you. Um, it wasn't without trouble, but it, was very, but it was very reliable for the most. It had injectors done, yeah, new turbo, recon gearbox. That's to be expected. It's going to wear out. Um, I find one driver to a van is the best option as the van gets looked after more. This is true. You look after your own motors. And also, it, it, I don't, motors don't seem to like being driven differently. Uh, regular services and checks are a must. These vans run full weight, if not a little bit over, and run five to six days a week, some, some day on the road up to 14 hours doing four to five miles and yeah 14 hours and doing this is four to five miles don't, don't work that one out uh, in my opinion i'd give the master eight out of ten my boss's brother has the newest transits and oh my god what a pile of rubbish they are not like the old 2008 models um they've always broken down and always been recovered Sharon, thanks very much. You're a but there. Uh, the crack says wouldn't part with my 2002 Renault Master van. I've had it for 15 years on the button. Uh, starts on the button. Um, the same time, same engine, same gearbox. I think it's all down to how you look after them, or am I just lucky? Better both, I'd say on that score. Um, Faz finisher says Renault Master takes some beating when it comes down to reliability. Right, so that's on a Renault. So the Renault actually gets a very good white-up. You know, I kind of thought, and, and in fairness, we've got two on our firm. I've got a Sprinter and a Renault. I said, take, I said which one should I take home? to drive the Renault, it's a nicer drive. And it is. The gearbox on Sprinter is very clunky. But it's a bit older, and it probably needs servicing and stuff like that. But the Renault's, the Renault drives nicely. I haven't driven it with weight on. I'm still doing, doing the lorries, but at some stage I may be in the van. So uh, anyway, so... Mercs, VWs, and Transits. Transits. Um, Patrick Bonner said, uh, Patrick Bonner, sorry. Uh, Mercs and VWs acquire this on the motorway. Domain name guy says, basically, Merc or VW, everyone has the, the preference of brand. The two are basically the same um, as the man brand, which is like, it's kind of like Sprinters. We'll do 300,000 miles fairly easily if serviced and maintained on the dot. As will crafters, Ford Transits are okay. Vauxhalls are okay. Ivecos are okay. Are ideal for Chris and Lou Roll um, because if lots of space um, um, for light pallets and not so great in the wind. Um, I was going to come back to on that. Yeah, there is a difference, I think, between the new Mercs and the new VWs because they used to be kind of very similar. But I think now the Mercs have... Um, a cam chain and the VWs have a cam belt and I think the Merc under the bonnet is better but that's only what I think I'm basing that on something I might have heard and like I say it's probably wrong and if it is wrong it'll get uh, corrected in the um, wise, either in last week's mistakes or the wise guys next week Days of Dark UK says 
Got a beaut of a 2012 short wheelbase transit, drives like a dream, bought with 12,000 miles on the clock. He's got a nice new van, please let's hope it stays that way. Dan Peters, smiley face transit. Um, open your eyes, sprinter on transit, can't rely on anything else. Mike Five says, sprint at best, Ford Connect, good for small deliveries. Um, Cab Over Mike says, I just hired a long wheel-based, uh, high-top, new tra- uh, 3.5-ton transit, DAB radio, five-speed. That's something else than Renault. The Renault has got DAB radio. The Sprinters don't. It's like, when are you going to wake up here? Maybe the new ones. I'm sure the new ones do. Um, lovely drive and fast at low RPM. Comfy, uh, but the driver's legroom is a little restricted. I think that's the main reason I like the Merc. You've got more room inside it, whereas all the others, particularly the transits, you don't get a lot of legroom. Um, brilliant mirrors, average headlights, nice right, uh, nice right, good load area with average load secure points. Would I buy one? Yes, but slightly higher spec and options. Also, I've hired VW transporters before, uh, five speed, six speed, all, all kinds of non wheel bases and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they were both quick and economical, fast and comfy. Six speed disappointing over five speed, not much difference between the RPMs. Um, bigger engines, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so Mike is happy with his transit. Um, Terry Atkinson says, I worked for a company that only had transits until the late 90s. Um, And as long as they had diesel in them, nothing would stop them. They changed all to sprinters and and the, all the problems started to appear. Um, all of the, they've got dash like Christmas trees and um, rusting all the same places on the, on the sprinters, rock boxes. So Terry Atkinson, happy with the transit, not so pleased on the sprinter. Uh, Twist of the wrist says, I drive a 71-plate VW Crafter with 65,000 miles. Um, it has been back to VW three times already, and I booked it in again. First time, it only had 5,000 miles on the clock. Didn't get a great one. So that was Sprinters, Transits, and uh, VWs, according to you guys. And we're now on Iveco, Hias, and Toyota. No. Um. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. CWK says, what are your thoughts on Iveco Daily? I currently have a Sprinter. I like it overall, but the ECU went on it, and I had to wait three months. As for a, a new one, a new one on back, I've got a new one on back order. It's very expensive. My mate Donnie used to drive uh, Iveco daily, 
Um, and, and more lights on the Christmas tree than on the dashboard of the Christmas tree. Kept going. There's a decent enough moment. And to me, they were just like beefed up transits. Uh, Mark Wright says, I veco daily, end of conversation. More 50,000, there's more than 50, 500,000 dailies on the road than any other van. Didn't know that. I guess that must be in foreign parts because you don't tend to see them around there. Uh, high Aces, the, uh, Nigel Morris says, High Aces, the best van by far. Um, Carl Anderson says, Pre DPF, Toyota High Ace, my mate had one with 208,000 and three years, did nothing mechanical to it. Um, no service or nothing. It wouldn't die. In the end, he got rid of it for the rust, apparently, but it's still on the road to this day. He sold it two years ago, but if he was to get another van after this one, uh, a Mark 8 Transit, this is a piece of rubbish, I'd go for early 2000 Mercedes Sprinter. That's Carl Anderson. Uh, Robert Paul Knight says... We have 10 Peugeot Citroen vans with 2.2 Echo Blue engines, all ranging from 2020 to 2023-24. All of them have lost compression on the cylinder, and one has an add blue fault. In my opinion, they're possibly the worst van on the market, but we have one Ford Transit, and that has been fantastic. Just shows, spend a little bit more, and you get a van that doesn't cause you any problems. And Chief Rock says... So, he's got, he's got a breakdown here. So, pre-2001 Transit Diesel and pre-2097 had pumps that didn't go wrong. Any pre-D4D Hilux or Toyota uh, with a, a two-litre, I assume, so say two, pre-2002. Any Astrovan Isuzu Diesel with reliable Mark III turbo engine, 1.7. Any pre-VW Diesel, there you go. So there you go. You're gonna to have to pick through it. This is kind of um, this is just what I mean. I'm just I'm just I just read out what you guys send in, and hopefully, if you're out there and you're thinking of a van, you can read between the lines. So, in conclusion, um, G Hunt says anything from Euro Six seems to have problems. Humulus says um, I find it strange that a few. A few posting here know nothing about the emissions regulations, can you bus and ever-increasing amount of electronics. No modern van loaded with emissions rubbish is reliable. It all is very silly to suggest otherwise. Transits are pretty appalling, maybe even worse than the French. <laughs> it doesn't mean the French, he means the French vans. Is that, is that French vans including Renault or French vans not including Renault? I don't know if they're in... Well, obviously Renault is a French van. It's just whether it fits in the French van category. The... Not reliable category. Who knows? Uh, Bounty Hunter, 84, he says, I had multiple vans in 16 years as a courier. Big vans, um, why, the first model was 2008 long wheelbase Sprinter, loved it. Great van, fast, could carry the load. It was a new model uh, with a brand new redesign and had problems with it after two years. Kurt turbos kept blowing. Like I said, uh, new engine, etc., teething problems. Then I switched to the Volkswagen Crafter. It wouldn't pull the load out of bed. A very comfortable van, but, on low, but low on power. Took time out of the game again. And back in 2018, Sprint, a long wheelbase, great van, got a great price. Traded it in for a Nissan 400, which was another great van, but um, not on the same level as the Merc. Currently, I have an uh, extra long wheelbase uh, Sprinter with auto transmission, best van I've ever owned. For me, Merc all the way, but the parts are expensive, not cheap to run, but comfy and reliability handling is 10 out of 10. Thank you, Bounty Hunter. Um, Brendak says... 
I should have put that in a spreader cake, actually, but you know, that's what I say, there's a lot in there. Um, it's not, because I said, just try and get the best of the newest van you can. It's just not true. He said about newer the better. You can have new vans that have been badly maintained, not doing oil changes on time, keeping it for two to three years and moving on to the next one. He said I'd rather get an older van with 150,000k on it and a full service history. Now that comes back to the jigsaw van. Um, and I did a video on the jigsaw van, which is you know, which was when the guy asked me what's the most reliable van I owned, and I said well it's one that I actually changed all the parts in as soon as I got it. Um, I usually buy Citroen or Peugeot. They are hugely underrated. If I can't find one with a good service history, I buy a brand new mainly um, brand. Hang on, I buy brand new mainly Citroen Peugeot van. Uh, put quality oil and filters into them. Change the oil every seven thousand miles. It's about a hundred quid when you do it yourself. So I'm driving a Citroen Relay 2016 with 427,000 clicks on it, kilometres on it. It's um. Um, on it from new and I'll sell it after 800,000 clicks uh, to people who turn them into food service trucks camper van conversions where they don't do much miles so again there's a man there who likes Citroen and Peugeot uh, B. Carroll we're getting near the end guys uh, he said I've got a few shape transits and one sprinter owned from new they're all approaching 100,000 miles prefer to drive Fords they are much quieter and nicer interior as, re um, as for reliability it's a lottery and that's kind of the crux of it um, it says we have had no issues with ours, but seen problems with both brands, and that's the that's the that's the long and short of it. Which is the most reliable van to buy? There isn't one. You can buy a brand new Sprinter, fresh off the production line. It can be rubbish. You can buy an old Citroen that's done three hundred thousand miles, and you could drive it for a hundred thousand miles and not even spend a penny on it. It really is luck of the draw. It literally is. So in my opinion, I'd say you look out and you get the best, cheapest, what appears to be the best, cheapest, most maintained van that suits you. And if it doesn't work out, sell it. You're not married to the van. You know, you can, it's just like, it's a van. If it doesn't work out, go, that one's no good, we'll move on to the next one. Keep going until you get it right. Uh, and finally, um, Pete Martigue says, which current van out there can take the most payload? I don't know. So that is a question for the wise guys, which naturally leads me on. It's not just right together this year. Which naturally leads me on to this week's wise guys. Nick the Urban Trucker. He says, Pete, do you know what the numbers represent on Mercedes commercial vehicles? No, I don't. <laughs> I know nothing. Uh, he said, the first number is the chassis spec. Tonnage. The second two numbers are the vehicle's horsepower. Mercs below 10 tonne will only have three numbers, and over 10 tonne will have four numbers. Um, on larger commercials, 18 tonne and over, the first two numbers also represent the axle configuration. 18, 19, 2 axle, 20 is 3 axle, 30 is um, 4 axle. So the truck you're currently driving, a 2532, which roughly equates to a 3 axle with 320 horsepower. Yeah, I'm not driving it as we mix and it back now. I'm I'm back in um Eloise. I'm doing a night shift on Monday. I've got to take it in the bat so I've got to meet the fitters at half past ten at night and wait while we unpack the stuff. I might do a video on it, but it might be a bit dark. I don't mean dark as in sort of sort of mean and moody. I just mean dark. You know, as in not light. Because it's night time. You probably knew that. Um Shane Hardy says regarding the electric charging van, yeah, there's a few on this. The AA have generators in the back of um, EVs. 
um, sorry, in the back to get EVs charged to get you through to a proper driving point. The RAC, as Steve Campbell says, the RAC diesel vans with the generator go to recharge electric cars. You know, the thing about being in the AA, if you drive an electric vehicle, you can still be in the AA, unless you drive a really small electric vehicle, in which case you have to be in the AAA. Nick also says, <laughs> Nick the Urban Tracker says, uh, hi Pete, on the subject of electric vehicle breakdowns, this is, it just says that more to this, it says, to follow on from what's been said already, the AA is trying a system that the van's engine is used like a generator with an inverter type charging system. The other breakdown companies are using conventional generator to charge up the stricken vehicle. Either way, it takes 40 minutes to give you a 10 mile range charge, uh, just enough to get you to the nearest charging point. You hope. Well, if it breaks down in Cornwall, or Devon, or in Northumbria, um, this type of breakdown service is only available in major towns and cities at the moment. He knew that, obviously, because he went on to say, See, if I read this stuff ahead of time, I wouldn't fall into these problems, would I, um, at the moment? Otherwise, you'd have to wait for a conventional recovery truck. The, only other prob- the other problem people are finding with EVs at the moment is insurance. The premiums have skyrocketed for EVs. Insurance companies are now discovering how much they cost to be recovered from accidents and high repair costs. Because there is a problem with the EV that if you get stuck in it, if there's an accident, it could be like, you know, you could be in a fatal accident. And, you know, you could be in the front sort of, for want of a better phrase, slowly bleeding to death. The fire brigade can't cut you out. They can't go straight in with the angle grinder because the electric... Apparently what happens is... Again, this is probably wrong. You know, everything I say is wrong. Because apparently, you know, there's electrics running all the way through the car and one fireman went to cut it out and didn't put 40,000 volts for him. Killed him. So it's been like, well, sorry, mate. <laughs> but, you know, do what you can. That's probably... Wise guys, tell me if I'm right or wrong on that one, please. Um, yeah, and also, they have a tendency to explode. You know that Luton Airport doesn't have a car park anymore, and apparently it was because an electric Range Rover blew up. And it was no, it wasn't an electric Range Rover. It was just a normal Range Rover blew up. Because that offence happens all the time. The amount of times where I'm driving down a motorway and a Range Rover goes past me and goes bang. What was that? Oh, that was a Range Rover. I mean, don't get me wrong. It might not have been. Like I say, everything I talk say is rubbish. But um, hmm. do you? Hello, sir. Welcome to our car showroom. Would you like? A normal car, or would you like one that spontaneously combusts? Hmm, I think I'll go for the normal car. Um, <laughs> Steve Campbell following on the wise guy says, Oh, yeah, because it's about using libraries. If you've got a print off like your airport, um, your air bill, or something like that, you always go, um, he said, You can always go to a library. I said, yeah, But what if you're in a lorry? You can't park in a library. He said, Libraries usually have loading bays nearby. How would you get the stop delivered? Yeah, exactly. You've got to get the books there, so won't you? I park in their loading bay. I'm currently parked in the loading bay of an old Wilco store blending in. Yeah, true. That's, you know, see one, grab it. So, right, now we're on to trucks. And Nick the Urban Trucker, as usual, he says, um, thanks again for all your contributions. Um, he says, hi, Pete. On the subject of the lane departure systems, um, yeah, the lane departure warning systems, the GSR, General Safety Regulations, are changing. On the 7th of July this year, the driver will no longer be able to switch off the lane departure system on new trucks sold after this date, along with them being sold with tyre pressure monitoring systems and alcohol interlocks, breathalysers. Well, that is ridiculous because the lane departure system doesn't work. It's just irritating. It beeps. You know, if it sees a line that it thinks is a line... 
it beeps. It's like the individual slams the brakes on. If a car turns left, I've had the truck slam the brakes on twice. Oh, thanks for letting me know there's a car over there. But it's what it is. Um, and he, oh, sorry, um, a breathalyzer. He says, of course, some whiz kid with a laptop will work out some ways of getting around these systems. And that was something else I meant to say. Um, when we were saying about the Euro 6 thing, and it strikes me that there might be a case um, that because you just started adding, adding the ad blue and the catalytic converter and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't help the engine. That might sort of shorten the life of the truck. I know I had to fit a catalytic converter in my truck when I was in my 30s, but that was a 75 V15 Iveco, seven and a half tonne. Cost me about a grand or so to put it on, and it just killed it. Killed it. I've said if I ever had a if I ever had a band, I would um, my first album would be called A Cat Killed My Shirley because a catalytic converter basically ran my basically destroyed my truck. It was called Shirley after Billy Bragg. You know, it was greetings from a new brunette, Shirley, which was on when I bought it. And also my mate Ellis had a girlfriend called Shirley who was quite big, and she was quite big. Um, you don't need to know that. But, yeah, but there is a way that you can change the ad blue, turn the ad blue off and the emissions thing off, and that way it won't be affecting the engine and you won't be using ad blue, and in the whole it would probably save you money on the running costs and it would save you money on the, um, you know, sort of... And also when it goes in for tests, they don't even know. Apparently, of course, I know nothing about these things. It's just a rumor mill. I'm sure, someone out there might know how it works. They might even put it in the comments, but I know nothing. As I say, so that's it. That's today's Q and A. Got it done in time. Well, hey, boss. Weekends ahead of us, so uh, it's getting a little bit lighter in the mornings. It gets a little bit easier to get out of bed. It will get a bit warmer, and it will make it easier to take care and take money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.